everyone, good morning, and welcome to the Project Lotus podcast, where we talk about the most pressing issues that matter in the Asian and Asian American women's community. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, I want to talk about my experience and what I've learned and read regarding the menstruation taboo in Asia, Southeast Asia, and even in the Asian American community in America. Um, in the summer of menstruation is a process that women go through every single month and it's something that has existed since the beginning of mankind and will persist to go on for as long as we live. It's something that is natural, something that is essential to reproduction and something that is part of our biology. However, for hundreds of years, people have regarded it as a cultural taboo in many different cultures. It is something to be shunned, to be disgraced, to not be talked about. And this stems from a essential bias against women's bodies and femininity. And in some cultures, it's much more prevalent than others. In the summer of 2018, sorry, 2019, When I interned for Doris Dillon, I saw the full extent of the issue, and it really touched my life because I realized how serious it is and how much of a problem it poses to women and in their everyday lives. The village school that Doris Dillon serves, um, the Doris Dillon School in Cambodia, is a village school that serves five villages and serves many women and girls going through adolescence. Many of the girls there, during their time of the month, were forced to stay home and skip school, which means they were skipping about a week of school every month, which is highly problematic. Another issue that we pointed out was that women there had no access to commercial sanitation products, which became very inconvenient and was a reason why for one of for why the girls would stay home during their time of the month because they didn't have easy-to-access, convenient, and sanitary menstrual products. So I, after thinking for a long time, I proposed a business plan for the women of the village. Since the area relies on a single-crop economy, um, it's very unstable, and a lot of the women don't have financial dependence. A lot of the families are in deep poverty, And when the fathers go away to the city to work, the women are left alone, financially insecure. So I decided that the women should be able to take their financial freedom into their own hands by making um, pads and other sanitary products to sell to other village women and women in the area. The American Board of Directors thought this was a good idea as well because first it would provide the women with easy to access sanitation products. It would empower them by bringing them together, by working together, and by giving them financial freedom to support themselves and their families while their husbands are away. And it also slowly steer them away from the one crop economy, which remains unstable to this day. However, our local correspondent, Sokna, shut this down immediately when she heard it. She said that this proposal couldn't go through. It was too outrageous to the women of the village and to the culture. It wouldn't be possible because menstruation wasn't something that people openly talked about. 
it wasn't something to be openly displayed. It wasn't something that was considered socially acceptable to talk about, to display, or to even be heard. Like, she told us that um, the cloths that the women wear during their time of the month cannot be hung outside after being washed because if that was seen by other people, the entire family would be disgraced. Women would be forced to stay inside during their time of the month. As we said before, girls wouldn't go to school because they felt ashamed of their own bodies. And this really troubled me because these women couldn't even take control of their own bodies because they were being policed by a cultural taboo about what they should and should not talk about regarding their own femininity. And as I did more research into this, the problem is even more prevalent in other cultures, such as Nepal, where where an ancient practice named Chaupari, where um, a Nepali word that means someone who bears impurity, is a practice that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. So essentially, during their time of the month, women are considered impure and therefore they are shunned to a hut or a foxhole and this is devastating because nepal sits high um in elevation and it's extremely cold in nepal it's gets so cold that these women sometimes die from being locked in a foxhole often from trying to start fires in there, dying from smoke inhalation, or other natural things such as snake bites, animals, frostbite, or simply being secluded for such a long time with no help. During their time of the month, these women would be secluded and shunned to the huts. As I read more um, scholarly research and also just articles on this topic, I realized it was interesting that While the men were the ones enforcing this, the women were also enforcing this on themselves and on their daughters, on their children, and on the other women in their community. Why? Because it's such a deeply ingrained idea in their culture that the women genuinely believe that during that time of the month that they are in fact impure and that if they stayed, they would bring disgrace and bad luck to their families. In the article where um, a taboo is leading to the deaths of, deaths of young girls in the New York Times, it mentioned that several young girls voluntarily went off to the huts to be banished when they get their period because they thought they would bring disaster to their families if they had stayed. This is deeply saddening to all of us who hear this because it reflects... Um, an essential such a taboo is deeply saddening as it reflects an essential taboo and bias against womanhood and femininity for hundreds of years being a woman has been taboo not just in asia but also in europe where being female was considered the lesser the fair and inferior sex Some attribute the taboo around menstruation to a cultural fear of blood. However, this is debunked as across so many cultures, the menstruation taboo takes form in one thing, discrimination and bias against women and womanhood. This taboo disrupts the lives of real women 
as seen in the Art New York Times article and at the Doris School of Cambodia. Doris Dunn School of Cambodia. Women lose their lives to this taboo as they are being shunned by their society during these times where no help is given to them. Girls lose precious educational time and are ashamed of being who they are and the way their bodies are. This also reflects a lack of sexual education and <clears throat> this also reflects a lack of sexual education in many countries around the world where periods are not understood as part of the body's natural cycle, but as something that is impure, unclean, and thought to disgrace the family and bring bad luck onto those who are around the women. The solution to this deep-rooted cultural taboo lies not in banishing such practices as they did in Nepal, as no law can banish deep-rooted cultural traditions. Even though it is forbidden by law, people will still find ways to do it, as they genuinely believe that it is the right thing to do. The only solution lies in education of women's bodies and how reproduction works. Such education will enlighten people to know that menstruation isn't something to be afraid of and to be avoided, but simply part of the body's naturally functioning system. It is especially important for women and girls to know this, as they can get a better grasp of their own bodies and not be ashamed of who they are as a woman and the way their bodies function. Inspired by this topic, I've actually decided to pursue independent research in this area, collaborating with one of my professors at UCI, Dr. Sabrina Strings. We talked about specifically looking at Cambodia and the cultural taboo around menstruation. Um, for my project, I plan to interview Cambodian women in America, both Cambodian-born um, American women immigrants, and also American-born Cambodian women to see their view on menstruation and femininity, and how they have been taught growing up surrounding reproduction and women's bodies. This increase seeks to see the underlying attitudes of women surrounding menstruation how they have been influenced by their culture to think about their own bodies, and also how we might reverse this negative cultural taboo. As I progress deeper into my research and my learning, I hope to find the answers through inquiry to several of these questions, such as, how did this cultural taboo come about in countries such as Cambodia? How do women themselves feel about such a taboo? How do they perceive their own menstruation? And how may we reverse, ultimately, this negative cultural taboo that has been set for centuries? This concludes our podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Project Lotus podcast, where we talk about the most pressing issues in the Asian American women's community. Thank you.